sometimes the like must succeed at all costs mindset, you know, this launch has to work at all costs. Sometimes that can block us from pivoting when we need to, because we're so determined to make it work. Even if it feels like we're pushing an elephant up a hill and we're getting some serious signs that it's just not aligned with our audience. Welcome to Socialette. I'm your host, Steph Taylor. As a launch strategist and digital marketer, I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way while building a seven-figure online business. If you're an overwhelmed business owner struggling to scale while also keeping your clients happy, this podcast is for you. Join me as I share actionable advice for creating an online business that feels good and brings you so much joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt that is designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co slash dbb or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Social Let. This is episode 539. Today, I'm talking about something that is quite, I actually quite love talking about because it's something that happens to a lot of people out there. And it's something that happened to me a couple of years ago in my business as well. And that is a failed launch. Now, I'm very careful about what I actually call a failed launch because a lot of the time, what we think is a failed launch isn't actually a failure when we go back and look at the numbers. It might be that we think we've had a failed launch because only two people signed up, but our audience was only 50 people, in which case, wow, that was a really good launch. So I want to tell you a little story from a couple of years ago when I first created what is now the podcast launch plan. Back in 2019, I had a lot of people asking me, hey, Steph, you're a podcaster. Your podcast is awesome. How can I create my own one? And they wanted me to teach them. Some of them wanted to work with me to create a podcast. And I was like, oh, I don't really like, I don't really want to teach people. Or I don't really want to work with people one-on-one to launch a podcast, but I, I could do this in a group. Let's do a group program. So I launched this group program and I literally had had people asking me for a product that was going to show them how to launch a podcast. And I launched this group program and two people out of the 10 that I needed for it to go ahead signed up. Only two people. And bear in mind, my audience was reasonably big at this stage. So I knew, okay, something's not right here. I have had way more than two people ask me for something that's going to show them how to launch a podcast, but they just aren't signing up. So what's going on here? And I followed this process that I'm sharing in today's episode to rescue that launch, pivoted into a completely different launch, and then launch that over and over and over again. And I actually turned that into a million dollar product. So the advantage, I want to start with the advantage, because when you are launching something you haven't created yet, like that group program that I launched that nobody bought, you are less invested in the idea and you are more open to pivoting the product or the messaging. You're not as in love with the product because you haven't spent all of this time. You haven't poured blood, sweat and tears into creating the product yet. So you can tweak it. 
Sometimes the like must succeed at all costs mindset, you know, this launch has to work at all costs. Sometimes that can block us from pivoting when we need to, because we're so determined to make it work, even if it feels like we're pushing an elephant up a hill and we're getting some serious signs that it's just not aligned with our audience. It becomes much less of a scary process when you're launching something you haven't created yet. Because now it's not a, oh, they have to buy or else I've failed mindset. It's now a, let's see if this resonates with them. And if it doesn't, that's cool. We've learned something and we now know what doesn't work. It's a very different mindset. And I know it feels scary launching a product that you haven't created yet because you maybe don't back yourself to actually create the product. But as soon as you decide, okay, I'm going to launch this thing. I trust that I can deliver on it. I trust that I'm going to get this done on time. I'm going to be able to teach an exceptional course or an exceptional membership or an exceptional group program week by week without having created it before I launch it. As soon as you decide that, it now becomes an experiment. It now becomes, okay, cool. Let's see what I can do. Even if you have created the product, Just because it fails doesn't mean that nobody wants it, okay? Generally, when you are launching something, you're not actually selling the product. You're selling the messaging. People are buying how you are communicating that. They're buying the messaging. They're not buying the product. And I know this can be really hard to wrap your head around, but they are. if you are communicating that product in a way that resonates with them, they're going to buy it. If you're communicating in a way that doesn't resonate with them, they won't buy it. And just because it failed doesn't mean that they don't want your product because it could be audience size. It could be that you just didn't have enough people in your audience to hit those numbers that you wanted to hit. And now you know that in your next launch, you need to spend a little bit more time intentionally growing your audience while you launch. That's cool. Like if you, I would much rather you launched with a small audience and had four people signed up than sat around waiting for your audience to grow until it's big enough and only then launching. Because if you wait for your audience to be big enough, you're never going to launch. Maybe the people in your audience weren't warm enough. That's the other reason why maybe your launch didn't go to plan. Or maybe they didn't know all of the things that they needed to know to be ready to buy it. Because a huge part of the lead up to when you open doors is education. And I'm going to talk about this in the next episode, what to say in the 90 days, what to talk about in those 90 days leading up to doors open, because that can have the biggest impact on whether people buy or don't buy. It could have also been that your messaging or your offer was slightly off. Maybe the way you communicated it wasn't in a way that resonated with the right people. Now, if you go back to my last episode, or two episodes ago, 537, where I talk about the idea, how do you know if your idea is good enough? That is a, um, that'll give you a little bit of an idea of what I mean when I say your messaging might have been off. It might give you a bit more context around when I say people aren't buying your product, they're buying that messaging. Okay, so regardless of why your launch didn't go to plan, There are a couple of steps that I would follow every single time to identify where you went wrong and tweak that messaging, tweak that product, launch again. Because we can, 
we can say, oh, nobody wants it and then give up. But you've probably invested a sufficient amount of time into this that it's worthwhile actually, you know, giving it a little bit more effort to see if, if you can make it work because you probably can. You probably can. It's not that people don't want the product. It's just that you can make a few tweaks and they will. So the very first step is to send a non-buyer survey while it's still fresh in their minds. So like a couple of days after you close doors, send a survey out and find out why people didn't buy. It doesn't even have to be a long survey. It can be one question. Why didn't you buy? What held you back from buying? The best people to tell us why they didn't buy is the people who didn't buy. And I know it can feel scary sending out a survey to the people who quite literally rejected your product, but it's also one of the most valuable things you can do. It'll give you an understanding of what's going on inside their heads, and it'll help you to pinpoint what you need to fix. Often you'll realize that they actually do want your product. They just didn't know enough about it, or they had some key hesitations that were holding them back from buying. I noticed in the non-buyer survey from the last launch of Launch Magic, I had a few people who said, oh, I just want a course that shows me what to do, tells me to do this and then this and then this and then this, which is kind of exactly what Launch Magic does. But because we didn't really emphasize that in the messaging, people assumed that it didn't do that. So that told us, okay, cool. In the next launch, we need to focus on the fact that launch magic is step by step by step by step through your launch. Sometimes you might also realize that your audience needed a little bit more education before they're ready to buy. For example, with launch magic in the last non-buyer survey, a lot of people said that they were waiting for their audience to be big enough before they signed up and launched something. So now I know, oh, I need to educate my audience on the fact that their, their audience is big enough to launch as it is. They don't need to have a huge audience because that 90 days leading up to open doors, that is when you grow that audience. In the podcast launch plan case, the example I gave you at the start of this episode where I launched a group program and only two people signed up, I got the best intel from this. I found out that the reason people didn't buy the group program was because they a, we were going into the summer holidays here in Australia and people weren't sure if they would be able to turn up to the live calls. The other piece of intel I got was that they didn't want to launch over eight weeks. Some people wanted six months. Some people wanted a month. So that showed me, okay, I need to create something that is completely self-paced with no live calls. They just want something that tells them how to launch their podcast. And that's where the podcast launch plan came from. So that's why it is self-paced with no calls. That's where that product idea came from. And then I think four months later or five months later, that product sold like $300,000 worth in one month. It's a $200 product. You can do the numbers there. Okay, step number two, run the numbers on your launch. Not enough people do this one. Open up a spreadsheet. Put all of those numbers in, the number of people who signed up to your email list, number of people who downloaded your lead magnet, number of people who signed up for your webinar, number of people who viewed your sales page, how many people purchased, etc. And look at those different conversion rates. So 
look at, okay, so 100 people signed up for my webinar and 10 people showed up live. Hmm. Okay, that's a little bit low. How can we improve that next time? And look at that overall conversion rate. You might only, you might think your launch was a flop if two people signed up, but if only a hundred people viewed the sales page, that's actually 2% of your sales page viewers converting. That's not bad. And then we would look at, okay, how can we get more people onto the sales page? Or if you had a hundred people on your launch list, your email list for your launch and three people signed up, that's a 3% conversion, which isn't bad. So the podcast launch plan, which is a million dollar product, converted at around 3%. And I only scaled it because I waited until I knew that it was converting consistently at 3% before I started running Facebook ads to it. And I wasn't running ads straight to the product. I was running ads to the webinar for the product. And that was when it really grew. But you need to get that launch converting first before you can think about hitting those huge numbers. And this is actually one of the most common reasons that people don't get the results they want in their launch. They have massive expectations. They pull a number. They're they're like, oh, yes, I'd love to make $50,000 from this launch. But they don't think about the percentage conversion rate and they don't think about price. So if you if you're selling a $500 course and you want to make $50,000, you need to sell 100 of them. If it's a $50 course and you want to make $50,000, you need to sell a thousand of them. So you really need to think about, okay, numbers, price, and then how many people do I need? If you want to hit $50,000, great. But then maybe you need to have a higher price point because your audience isn't big enough. That's okay. We often think that by increasing the price, we're actually going to make less in a sale, but usually this has the opposite effect. You can get a higher conversion rate than 3% with a warmer audience. I will say that. And we often see this with somebody who is launching something for the very first time. Their audience has been sitting there following them, subscribed to them for a long time. And they've just been waiting for this person to launch something and then they launch it. And that's when it like, that's when you kind of see that hype, I suppose. Um, it's like that person, they've been waiting for that person to launch something for so long. And that's when it will generally convert higher than 3%. But 3% is not a bad conversion rate. Step three, look at the survey and the numbers to pinpoint where your last launch went wrong. So if you picture your launch like a little journey, so some, let's say the first point is that somebody is downloading your launch lead magnet. Maybe then they're registering for your webinar, then they're attending the webinar, then they're purchasing from you. Looking at those percentages at each step and seeing, okay, where are these people dropping off? I have an entire module on this in Launch Magic because once you know how to interpret those numbers and pinpoint the weak spots, now you have the power to improve your conversions and scale your launch. And the reality of hitting those big numbers in your launches isn't sexy. A lot of it is spending time in spreadsheets. With the podcast launch plan, I live launched it seven times. And each time I ran the numbers on it and I looked at, okay, what can I tweak now to increase it? What can I tweak now to increase it? And then once I put it on Evergreen, I was in that spreadsheet every week. With Launch Magic, I'm in the spreadsheet every launch. And I'm still looking, how can we improve it? How can we, how can we improve it? Even though every launch, it consistently converts really well. Step four, make the necessary, the changes the tweaks that you need to make. 
Maybe your sales page needs tweaking. Maybe you didn't send enough cart open emails. That's a really common one, actually. Maybe you need to pivot the product completely like I did with the podcast launch plan. Whatever it is, make those changes. Maybe it's the way that you communicate the problem you're solving or the outcome that your product is delivering. You probably won't want to make those changes. You're probably feeling a little bit attached to what you've created because you've invested time into it. But the important thing here is to not be so attached to what you just launched and instead be open to testing different things. Launches are like an experiment. And every time we want to test something new. Every time I launch Launch Magic now, I create a new webinar. I test something different. And each time I look at the numbers and I think, did this work? Did this not work? Why did it work? Why did it not work? What can we do to improve it next time? And then step five is launch again. You don't need to wait months before you launch again. Once you've already done that kind of 90-day period leading up to doors open, you don't have to wait another 90 days before you can open doors again. You can be honest with your audience. It feels vulnerable. It feels scary, but you can be honest with them and you can tell them that you've been listening to what they've asked for and you've now put together a different offer that better suits their needs and you can launch that. And then we repeat the process. This is the process that we go through for successful launches as well, by the way. We go through this exact same process. We still do the non-buyer survey. We still run those numbers. We still look at those numbers and the survey and we identify where we went wrong or where we can improve. And then we make those changes. Then we launch again. We rinse and we repeat every single time. All right. If you have any friends who have had a failed launch, please share this episode with them. It might help them to rescue it and get the most out of that product because chances are that people actually do want their product. So hit the share button, copy the link, send that over to them. If you haven't already followed the show, hit plus in Apple Podcasts or follow in Spotify. And that will just mean that each new episode is sent straight to your podcast app rather than you having to go and look for it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.